This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 53, Tabletop Simulator. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Oh, Hunter, I'm exhausted. I'm a dead man inside. I've, okay, that's I've, a great way to start. It's a great way yeah, to start. Good. Let me let me good. let me set this up for you. Super tired. Uh, oh my it God, is eleven p.m. At eleven a.m. this morning, I showed up at my parents' house to start setting up the stream. At twelve p.m. this morning or this afternoon, I guess uh, we streamed, and it was the longest ten-point stream we've ever had. It was ridiculously long. It was very slow. Yeah. Um, first half of the game was meh, and the second half of the game was on fire. It was great. Uh, so if you're going to go back on YouTube once I get that up and you want to watch it, I highly advise just watch the second half. Don't even bother with the first half. Yeah, just kind of skip ahead. That's fine. Um, yeah, well, cool. Welcome to Whiny Boys. Welcome to Whiny Boys. <laughs> uh, where two whiny boys complain. Of, oh, my God. It's so hard. It's so hard it's to so play hard. this board game Why that we love. Oh, my God. I had to play a game all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then talk about it. Uh, can we do some sports? I've got... <laughs> I've got cardboard in my diaper. <laughs> I've got cardboard in my diaper. <laughs> um, can, can we do some spoilers? I want to do some spoilers. I want to just jump right into like what this game was. Um, uh, okay, but if we're going to do spo- spoilers, then I want you to insert ma- a map from the future giving the timestamp of when the spoilers end. Spoilers end at 14 minutes. Uh, so from there, let's let's discuss the Yin Brotherhood real quick. What do you say? I played Why as the Yin Brotherhood. Why did you play them? Why did you pick them? You um, played them so much. You're leaning on them now. I, like, it's I haven't like played them like in a while. They're like your main. I haven't they're played like them in a while. Um, you play them all the time. Whatever. Well, here was the deal. My After building the, the pie slice, which was bad. It was a bad pie slice uh, or a bad system that was built. Like just... It was pretty haphazard. What well, what was the matter with it? Uh, it it was just kind of imbalanced in a couple of pretty obvious ways. The person to my right... Uh, this, who ended up being Sardak Nor had a really terrible starting position, which as Sardak Nor oh, doubly wow. screwed yeah. him over. And I had three tech skips, just easy in my ready to go. Three tech skips that I got right away, and that was one. That was the second objective to get revealed, and uh, yeah, I scored Ooh. that, and I was the only one that scored that. Uh. Um, and the reason I picked Yin is because I had a green and a yellow skip. And so I was like, Jesus. oh, man, I can do some work with Yin. What was your third skip? Blue, which wow. I later skipped to Gravity Drive. So, you know, Ugh. it was a yeah, I used I used all three skips. Um, I used the green skip to get hyper metabolism. I used the yellow skip to get transit diodes and I used the blue skip to get Gravity Drive. I Why did you let that be a thing? Uh, like, I didn't notice it when we were building it and it was, it was like 1159, you know, I was just trying to get, I was ready to go. Like I, I did not want to toy around with it. You just wanted to get the it. stream started. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wanted to get moving. So, you know, it suffered from that end. Um, and probably, you know, that obviously contributed to my win. I didn't have the best slice. The resource and influence of every slice was very, very even. Um, it was yeah. just a few other of the, you know, the weird factors that you like, you have to think about a lot longer. Those got a little jacked up, but it led to me winning. Um, so Yin, didn't that, you, did you win the last, no, the last one Michael I have won. I have won Good. three out of four Yin games though. I didn't, oh, wait, I what? did I, 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 of my Yin brotherhood games, I have won three out of four. Whoa! Yeah, so I'm a Yin player. That. I play Yin. I like Yin. Uh, they're like I said in the guide. Like they are legitimately my style. They they do what I want to do. Right. Which is just like take a planet and then not be able to lose it. Uh, Will Loader as the as the Clanisar tried twice to take a planet from me and failed. And then I held Mechatol against two separate invasions. Like I never got planets well, taken oh, from me. So- I, I need to ask you about this, though, because I saw that moment. I, like, got so lucky yeah. and just popped into that moment for a second, and it made me think, like, oh, my God, this is, like, the most lit stream we've ever done. <laughs> um, but, like, 
so so Will is uh, trying to take Mechatol from you, and he's got like four dreadnoughts. No, no, this wasn't Will. This was oh no, it was Will. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Cr- Chris the Lizix came in later to try to take it as well, but Will right, was right. trying to take it. But Will had a lot of bombardment, and how come that didn't help? Did you play like? Nope. He just it. He rolled. He something? rolled four bombardment and got three hits, and I had four ground forces, so I had one left over. Wow. And okay. Then, so and everybody then, needs to. Did you clip that? Please tell me you. Clip uh, that. I can clip. I can go back and clip it very easily. Yeah, you should um, clip that because. But yeah, that's... so then it was a one v four, which I indoctrinated into a two v three, and then one. Wow. Yep. Wow. Telling you, man. Yin, Yin is really good. Yin holds on to stuff. So now that crazy. was that was slightly against the odds, but not that much, to be totally frank. Like like a three v two invasion is not. Well, yeah, because right, because because defense has the has the advantage. advantage. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, I I held it, and then Chris came in very shortly after that to try to take it again. Um, but it was basically the same thing. I, the indoctrination turned the odds enough in people's favor. I just don't. The problem was a lot of them were newer. Where they didn't fully understand the ground forces math. And when you play against Yin, like that ground forces math does not mess around. Like you need to have vastly overwhelming ground forces to take it's out a Yin. It's just crazy planet. that people were, were bringing so much bombardment at yep. you and it wasn't, and it wasn't enough. difference though. Yeah. You have to admit that that is... That's that, crazy. The, that's weird. He brought five dreadnoughts. I just managed to kill one with a devotion. I used devotion the one... That was the only time in the game I used devotion. I killed a cruiser to, na- to take out one dreadnought just so he would have one less bombardment because I was bombardment, yeah. terrified. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. Um, but yeah, so... Um, what was some of the other like good stuff that I maybe missed? Uh, there, I, I mean, so the, well, wait. Actually, I want to say this actually before we get. You into were the so mad. I was so upset <laughs> to tune in to the end of the game and just see that you had it, yeah. and I could not believe that they were all just sitting there like, yeah, it was too late, not doing anything. Not and it. if I had just tuned in a little bit sooner, well, in their I could in have, their defense. It wasn't that obvious that I had it until after they had all passed. I stalled a lot of that last round, and then my mm-hmm. final actions were doing my secret objectives, which I it, my last hand was three action phase secret objectives. Wow. So, like, you know, you can't plan for that. That's that's pretty crazy. Like, so but they could have seen that you were. They could have seen that nine. I, yes, exactly. They like, could have seen like that they could have they saw nine points. Yeah, and you had only scored one secret. Which is like, oh, like I can't right. believe they were not on you yep. because they were they were all like a phase behind. They were sure. all in the mid game. I'll, I'll say you this were the much, only though. one in the late game. I, I was, but the other problem too was until the very very last action, I had the huge van in my home system too. So it was like I'm pretty sure all of them were looking at anyone who was paying attention was like, well, I mean, what would we do anyways? There's no. There's no recourse of taking right, my home system. Right, there's no getting to the planet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My la- my final action that won me the game was moving my flagship out to try to win a combat with the huge van, which was a terrifying. Which you should clip that too. That was amazing. That was crazy. Yeah. I like. I I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you had unveil flagship at yeah. first because it looked like you had the bombardment one. Um, right. Which you failed well, I did. to get. I did have it, and then I failed to get it. I missed three okay. bombardment shots. So then, watching you get unveil flagship with the huge van. Knowing full well that you could just blow it up accidentally. Yes. Well, here, no, that's okay. There were two parts to that. One, it had to go through the gravity rift, which I am notoriously right. bad at. And two, uh, we were playing with these weird audience agendas. I knew that EJ had a direct hit. So even though I was rolling two and a nine against his carrier of one and a nine, we both, either of us just needed one hit and it was over. Right. Because he would have direct hitted it and then it was, you know, like so. And then that was it. Yeah. So it was we were both and it was like five rounds of combat before either of us got a hit. So it was like annoyingly tense. Okay. Well, talk about the audience objectives. a little. They bit, were actually, amazing. I, I love yeah. doing those. Um, we had some amazing ones. We did the Necronomicon, which is where you can copy a tech from someone else as an action. It's really broken because we were just passing around tech all game. Like it was just like. You get a tech, you get a tech. Like, it was completely, everyone had way too much tech for a normal game. And it, <laughs> were, but, were you doing the Oprah Winfrey The Oprah Winfrey thing, thing exactly, you, yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but, like, Sardak Noor scored three tech objectives. That's how ridiculous right. Necronomicon was. And well, it was because yeah, it him just, and he and one other player were just, him and uh, the Nalu were just passing it back and forth, basically. 
So it was very broken. Uh, and then at one point, you handed the game away because you swapped, you helped swap the asteroid field and the gravity rift systems. We completely swapped the tiles. Um, right. So that well, was I mean, fun. I didn't know. No, you had no idea that it was going to be the game-winning move for me. But I had to. Right. I had. I rifted twice for the win, which was awful. I hate yep. doing that. But but it was going to win then, or or not at all. So. Well, you would you would have been able to get to that system. I would have been at nine even without the flagship victory, and I could have just bombarded I, again. I think next you round. were just so ahead that there was no stopping you when when somebody like it there's a huge it's so crazy um you have to like clear six points to reliably be able to win yeah and the in the fact that i tuned in and you were at eight and nobody was at seven like or that nobody was nalu got to seven i think right but i you maybe you're right i don't Mm. remember the exact scores but yeah it was something like that. maybe no maybe yeah maybe he was i don't remember but just the fact that so few people had cleared the threshold of being able to win in 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 one round like a lot of those people were two rounds away from being able to finish well that's why i had so much confidence in that last round too was just the sheer fact of like I know I could maybe win this round, and even if I don't, no one's hot on my right, tail. You were going to be fine. I'll, yeah. I'll win it next round, probably. I was so worried right away. I could tell there was something wrong because I tuned in. You saw and me being happy. You were so happy. You were just like, <laughs> you were just like dancing around, and like you were rolling your dice all willy nilly. Like, uh-huh. oh, I don't even care what happens. Like, and I'm like, this is not Matt. There's something wrong. Yeah. He is about to to take this game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you did, and uh, it was very upsetting to watch. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like that's about all I got on that game. There's too much. There's not enough that you can genuinely take away from that stream game because of how ridiculous the audience agendas are. So it's not like uh, it's not like it even puts a, a letter in Yin's cap, you know? Because it right, was just so. Right. It was such a ridiculous game. Um, right, right. But, well, that's the thing about the the having the streams like that is like as data, they're kind of weird, but they're very yeah. fun. Yeah. Um. What? But one more thing before we move on. Sure. Um. Th- tell me. Uh, what, so what did you kind of think of the other players? Like what kind of games did they have? Or is there anybody, any player that was like super notable? Uh, Lizix um, had an amazing, uh, swing round. Lizix was not scoring anything and everyone was kind of like writing Lizix off. And right. then he had like a six point round and oh my God. was in the running. And it, like, it was just like, oh, uh, Lizix could win. Like he's, he's up there with Nalu. I, I, at one point EJ was even like, wait, how did you get ahead of me? And he was like, dude, I had an amazing round last round and no one was paying attention. Like Lizix, Lizix completely turned it around in, in basically one round, one and a half, maybe. Um, wow. Yeah, it was good. That was the main notable thing. Uh, we had a stupid audience agenda where there was no fleet supply in your home system. Oh, no fleet supply limits? No fleet supply limits system? in your home system. And EJ was the necrovirus. So not only did he not have fleet supply limits, oh, but he had his flagship God. in his home system with a lot of ground forces. So that was kind of a fun little note was just like, okay, necro's home system is like triple untakeable. This just don't right. even think about it. God, pretty much anybody's home system. Oh, yeah. Be, I uh, mean, everybody's. Honestly, was... that... that uh, agenda though kind of makes the huge van kind of more of a now what are we doing am yeah. i am i literally exactly. evaluating an audience agenda for its strategic whatever yeah i had i had um, i i was weighing that a numerous times was like do i just put the huge van there or do i load up with a bunch of ships i don't know which is the better option i mean i think it was a mistake not to put the huge van on mechatol rex but the timing of it was weird and i wasn't really able to do that and then i had more resources later so i kind of went back on it i don't know it was funky well, cool. Um, what tell us, Matt? What is the episode today <laughs> about? The episode proper. This is a weird, short little conversation that I wanted to have because, like I said, I've already talked about Ti for like nine and a half hours today, ten hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, whiny boy. Well, why, why don't you whine some more? This is more. Uh, this is where you get to start whining because we're going to talk about Tabletop Simulator, which you're on record as generally hating. Um, but it felt like a good idea to, as we're getting closer to the Patreon tournament to like start talking about kind of the pitfalls and the benefits of tabletop simulator and sort of get, I think we wanted to get some audience reactions as well. I think this episode very much leads into like, please give us a bunch of tasty errata so we can discuss this stuff more next week. Um, right. 
because we want to hear you. I think the community plays more tabletop simulator than you and I do. So we're we're also coming at this a little bit not as experts um, on the matter. Right, right. So I'm very curious what more people will have to say. But yeah, we wanted to just kind of spitball a little bit about tabletop simulator. Well, um, and I want to I want to make sure to make the point that this is essentially uh, us fielding uh, for. Um, ideas of how the not necessarily the rules of the sure. tournament are going to work but the etiquette for yeah. it because tabletop simulator is different from being uh in the flesh yep uh so yeah it's just you know we you know i don't want these games to all be like 12 hour long like sludge, right sludge exactly fest. yeah um so i would encourage uh people that and i would encourage myself uh very much so first of all uh hey hunter uh you need to learn tts better bro yeah um and that's, that's but i would also funny encourage thing. all the people yeah like yeah. start practicing it and even literally just like get on there there are pickup games of all sorts of games like non tape uh non twilight imperium as well i genuinely advise people get in and just like jump in a game of like love letter or whatever you know like just to like toy around in the space or even just play a game by yourself load up something and like learn the hotkeys if you hit question mark on your keyboard when you're in tabletop simulator it pulls up a little menu of like all the hotkeys and like start toying with those because it is tabletop simulator gets so much easier when you at least have like a rudimentary knowledge of the hotkeys but too often i see people like jump in blind and it is messy like it's really really messy to know like clicking versus clicking and holding and dragging and like i don't know it is right. really hard and but it can become really fluid and fast i think tabletop simulator could be faster if everyone was like really comfortable with the platform um right it's just that it that's usually not the case, um, and there's there's other factors that make it slow down. But but yeah, I, I well, there's the there's the messiness of like learning how the bags work. Right. I think um, that was like a always a huge problem for me. Like I would just lose stuff in, in bags, other random, stuff. Yeah. yeah, in bags. Um, but like now that I know that that's an issue, like I just kind of play with that in mind. Yeah, you just like, avoid. Oh, I gotta bags. make sure I don't drop any of this in this bag yeah. because then I'll forget where it is and stuff. But. So a big thing we want to talk about um, is Whisper Chat. Yes, which is, I think is really I important. I don't even to know fully how I stand on it. I go back and forth on this. I've had games where Whisper Chatting like it enhances the game a lot. You know, like having all of these crazy secret conversations is like really really interesting in an especially like Cold War kind of, or just like I don't know like in a information warfare sense i love being able to just tell everyone anything and be lying to everyone all at once like that's hugely right. fascinating it's, it's a to me. very different type of game when you play with the whisper chat right it really changes it a lot for especially how we play yeah yeah because i all i want to do is have secret conversations with people and so uh but it got to the point where it was slowing down the game so much because it would be like oh it's my turn okay well give me a minute and you just hear typing for like five minutes of these two people trying right. to hash out some sort of deal through only text. Um, and it just got completely exhausting. So uh, we've started to adopt a method on our Discord where we have a separate channel for secret conversations, a separate voice channel. So if you need to have a conversation with someone real quick, the two of you hop out, jump in the other Discord channel, and you have like one minute to talk through things. You know, it's basically the equivalent of walking into the next room over, you know, when you're at your right, house having right. this. We tried to emulate that idea. And I feel like for the tabletop simulator, that's going to be the method we go for. I don't know if we can turn off whisper chatting on TTS. I really hope we can somehow. Um, yeah, someone let us know if you know that you can. Right. I was trying to look it up earlier and i could not find any like information just saying yay or nay but yeah i just i i think um even for our own benefit i'm pretty sure game masters in a game can see everyone's whispers so that would still be cool like i like the idea of us getting to see all of the secret conversations happening oh god that's amazing but i don't know that it's worth the amount of slowdown that might happen versus if we could just also jump in the voice channel with the people and hear their conversation and you know just to be, to be able to like see every i just like the idea of seeing everything that's going on so that we can talk about it but i think the faster right. method is timed separate voice channels and i advise people to try to implement something like that in your own tabletop simulator games just avoid i mean i i, I know my vote is no whisper chat yeah basically even though i think point. it is awesome and fun i would i think I, it is cool yeah. i like whisper chat yeah. with like my close friends where it's like we can can we we know 
kind of what's going to be allowable socially. But when, you, when you're with a bunch of strangers, it's like hard to know how much you're annoying people with how much whispering you're doing. And so I think it's just better to do a separate voice channel. Well, and I think I think it just changes the nature of the game so much. Like I yeah. want our TTS tournament to feel like a real as game. Close to, yeah, yeah, as close to like regular TI as possible. Because the thing that TTS opens up is it gives you the space to make everything a, ne- yep. a negotiation. Yes, which is cool because obviously we love negotiation. Right. That's like part of our whole thing. Yep. Um, our whole angle on this game, like why we prefer it to like, you know, like Euro games in general yeah. is there's more opening for that. But um, if, if every single thing is negotiable, that it's is a, a different down. experience yeah. than playing it in real life because in real life it would take some gall yeah. to actually negotiate every single nitty gritty detail. Yeah like you can uh, in, in TTS with Whisper Chat on. Right, right. And even beyond that, to, to, to go further into negotiating, I think something that people have pointed out really wisely in the past of what is wrong with Tabletop Simulator is being on voice chat, being on Discord or like Google Hangouts or whatever with a bunch of people, the second more than two people are talking at once, it's instantly unintelligible versus in person, right. like in person, two people can be having a conversation at once. They're just like, you know, leaning over and talking to each other. And and I think it really does break group negotiations on Tabletop Simulator. And there isn't a clean fix for that. And so I'm curious right. to see how right. we're going to try to like, I feel like as moderators, we might have to implement a little bit of a okay, no, now you talk. And now, you know, we can't like have people raise their hands because we can't see that, but we're going to have to have some sort of like everyone gets a moment to come to the floor and discuss things because it's too easy for people to get completely overshadowed by, even sometimes it's just like a bad connection, right? Like it's a little bit hard to hear you. So people just start talking over you and you never get a word in edgewise. Um, Right. So I feel like maybe as moderators, we might have to put our foot down a little bit in giving people room to negotiate things i'm curious how that'll play out and i'm definitely curious how what other people's experiences with that are if there's anyone who's like yeah i'm a little bit of a more quiet player in my live games and on tts i don't say anything the whole time i feel like there's people out there that are gonna, gonna gonna like relate to that Here's something uh, that I, from the last TTS game we played, kind of took away from it, which is that in the agenda phase, I'm anticipating there being um, a a text element to it uh, alongside all of the negotiation. I think it's faster and makes more sense for like, so, you know, when you're moderating a game, uh, you have to, when the agenda comes out, you kind of have to let everyone know that they could play veto and quash yeah, and yep. the order that that happens in. And then writers the same way. We've really gotten into like a good habit right. of, and by we, I mean you, <laughs> um, a good habit of checking on that in the proper order, yeah. which is good because writers don't really work if you don't do the order right, correct, right. really. Like they, they really actually broken. don't function properly. Um, so... I think for all of that stuff, it's going to require uh, a a text element of someone saying yay or nay, yeah. uh, typing it out so that we have that like confirmation, that visual, of it. yeah, and we... so that we don't get confused as to like because like we played a game and uh, you had a writer, you were going skipped. around asking for people, yeah, and I got skipped because somebody said no writer and it sounded like me and then you just went on to the next person and I didn't realize it until somebody else played a writer which made my intended writer play a dirty play yeah like right essentially because I knew something I wasn't supposed to know right right Um, which is a bummer and I don't want anything like that to happen right. in the tournament. I yeah, want I think, everything to be as clear as possible. Right. I think it's very good to have just like a simple Y or N for each, you know, for when agenda is thing going around the corner, you just, you got to see a Y, 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 you know, like down the list of everyone who's going to vote. And then even, even with voting, it might be wise to say like 10, four, just so that it's right. like seen, everybody sees it. No one missed it. There's no right. weird like, oh, my connect. Because I mean, you're constantly with TTS, especially if we're playing like internationally and like there's just going to be a lot of factors that are outside of the game that have to do with just Internet connections and, and lag time and weird stuff like that, that we have to accommodate for to try to still have a clean game. And so I right. think having implementing chat, things like that will will help deal with that problem. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I think so, and I hope so. Another thing I wanted to mention that uh, I just kind of just thought of now from our last TTS game uh, is that I want to make it clear that the moderation style that we're going to do um, for the tournament is going to be focused on, like, uh, oh, how do I explain this in a way that makes sense? Um, we're going to let you know what timing window you're currently in. Right. We're not going to ask you if you are going to play a certain card. Right. Does that make sense? Like, right. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's I a difference between saying, uh, all right, now you would play a uh, after, or uh, what's a good Matt, throw something out. Um, yeah, I mean, a, 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 an Assassinate Representatives card is when an agenda is revealed. I'm not going to ask everyone if they have an Are you going to assassinate their representatives? It's just right. this is now when an agenda is revealed. And you just go around right. and you say, when an agenda is revealed? When an agenda is revealed? When an agenda is revealed? You, you, right. you like, right. and, and let people deal with that timing. I think this gets even more specific when it comes to things like PDS or like at the start of combat. Right, first See, that's round was, of combat, for an second round like of that. combat. Yeah, right. Um, PDS especially because sometimes people have third party PDS that they're not paying attention to, and it's not like it's my right. job to tell you, hey, you're allowed to fire at the like. But if I right. if I kind of say, okay, this is the end of movement, PDS can fire now, and I say that once, then okay. But anybody who's not paying attention, tough. That's it. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah, I I definitely don't want to play for people in the tournament and remind people of the things that they can do. Yeah. Um, I think I want the style to feel and we're going to experiment before we do yeah. the tournament. Um, and I think we're actually going to, uh, hopefully have a, a, a live experiment that we can show you all of like, this is how the moderation is going to work yeah. so that you're prepared for it. Um, but of, of some kind, I don't know exactly what it's going to be at this sure. point, but, um, but yeah, just reminding people of the phase, like almost like we are just going to read off of the yeah. list of of moments and phases and activation windows that we're at. Right. Um, so like reminding somebody that they can do something, uh, that's not going to happen so much as we're going to say, this is the phase that we're in right now. This is when this would happen. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm curious on your thoughts, Hunter, on this um, next little blurb about how do you feel about the difference in a live game between a tabletop simulator game of being able to look at other people's stuff? Generally speaking, I would say this is a big part of Twilight Imperium is like being aware of like how many command counters do they have? How many trade goods do right, they have? Right. What planets are not exhausted right now that you need to account for if you're trying to pull off certain maneuvers? Um, and yeah, I mean, is it easier or harder to do this in Tabletop Simulator? I mean, I think for me, uh, well, okay, so let's do the obvious answer first. It is easier because you can do it secretly. Mm -hmm. Um but for me, it is actually harder to focus on that because I find just navigating tabletop simulator takes enough of my focus to where I feel like I don't do a good enough job of yeah. paying attention to other people's stuff. Um, but I mean, in real life, you have to like kind of stand up or crane your head right. or like like kind of signal to the person yeah, uh, that you're looking at their stuff. Uh, if you do it properly in TTS, you can just scroll over to their side and watch. And there's yeah. nothing we can do about this. And right. we wouldn't even try to no, really. It's just part of uh, it. But it is a difference that yeah. that is going to be different. Obviously, can, tabletop simulator shows you like where the mouse is, but you can get really strategic with like, well, let me zoom in just the right amount so that my mouse isn't hover. You know, it's it gets really right. funky that you can you can pull off some weird stuff. And I don't know if that's dirty or not i'm curious how other people feel about like not realizing someone's looking at their stuff very intently if that's bad or okay i feel like I it's okay I, I think it's just part of i it. think i think it's totally okay because we i mean and we both talked about this on the show before we do this in real life right it's public knowledge um, anyways and you side eye and you look at someone's stuff right when you're not even right. actually looking at anything anyway right right the, the the fake out look um the i'm gonna look at like i mean i've talked about this before but i always like to pretend I'm looking at somebody, but I'm actually in into their neighbor. Like I'm right. looking at their neighbor's stuff, but right. I make it look like I'm looking at them. Um, that kind of yeah. fun, yeah. weird stuff that like, I think a lot of players that doesn't even, they don't even like 
care about it doesn't that. make a difference yeah. yeah they're like why are you even doing that That's yeah stupid. it's not impressing anyone that you're like looking right. at somebody else's right. yeah 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 <laughs> but it makes me feel like a secret agent yeah <laughs> um i do think i agree with you on the standpoint of just like it's really easy to put blinders on in tabletop simulator it's just really easy to not even think to like oh i should be like looking when i'm being very level-headed and like like cognizant of the game in tabletop simulator i'm watching every single person's action you know what i mean like right if they're buying yeah. something oh, i'm yeah. watching them flip every single planet and i'm making sure it's the right amount and i'm seeing which one they like if i'm really able-minded enough i'm watching every moment but it's very very easy in tabletop simulator because you're just at your computer desk to just like tune out and wait for your turn to come up and so yeah. I'm interested to see if the best players, the players that win, are the ones that we see cruising around the board, looking at everything, constantly aware of everyone else's stuff, or if it if that's a big impact or not. Right. Well, actually, I think this is probably a good time to bring up this point. Um, within the tournament, um, we are uh, going to have uh, a build money spent like yeah like, we want people to to show their their yeah. builds you're gonna have to basically. show everything yeah yeah uh yeah you're not gonna be able to uh to put plastic on the board without showing the moderator how you built it first right um and i know right now that might sound like oh my god that's really gonna slow uh things down uh that's why we've been talking so much about etiquette stuff lately like yeah like Just when we talked about staging the other day, like in the always and nevers, yep. um, we we are going to expect you to do a certain amount of staging. And people do this anyways in Twilight Imperium. Like it's don't feel like it, like you kind of like you have to stage in TTS yeah. because you're literally like you have to set everything down. You can't right. just like have it in a weird pile. Right. I mean, I guess you could, but that would be madness. No, it's um, way easy. It is easier to stage in TTS right. for sure. I mean, I I just want whatever, however this tournament turns out, whoever wins this tournament, I I want people to know that they want it fair and square. Right. Exactly. Uh, and for that reason, yeah, we're gonna have to check. Uh, we're gonna have to check your builds. Uh, luckily, you know, we're we're fast, and yeah. uh, a lot of the build math. I mean, obviously. Like it's not it's not hard it's not right. hard to show your work with builds it's just right. like a lot of times people aren't looking at it so yeah yeah so that will be a thing um, uh, another thing I want to talk about that I wish we had like maybe brought up earlier in the episode when we were talking about negotiation mm -hmm. um, is that if there's a negotiation happening between two players in the middle of a game in the tournament and it feels like it doesn't have a point or it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Or it's too ambiguous. There's not the players aren't really offering each other anything. Um, I I just want to make sure that the tournament doesn't have a lot of like filibustery right type things. There happening. won't be time limit. There's not like we're gonna have time limits. So it's not like no talking a bunch is is like actually delaying the ability for someone to like pull off something. But just for the sake of everyone's time and trying to pull off i mean we're going to be having to moderate a lot of games so it's just like we're going to get exhausted if every game is 12 hours long um, right and we're not looking to do like to shoot for that right um so i mean i i want everyone to know before we go into the tournament that like that we might ask you to if if a if a negotiation is too complex and it's taking up too much time we might ask you to save it for the status phase yeah uh and have like a you know, a, a secret conversation in the Discord channel right. or something like that um, versus like, you know, it. like, I mean, we we had our most recent TTS game uh, had some very like game oh, coming man. to an halt. Completely. Yeah. So long and, and conversations that amounted to absolutely nothing. Nothing actually getting right. swapped. It was just like, a, I really don't want you to do this. So is there anything I can do to convince you? But I'm not really throwing an offer out there. It just was like multiple times throughout the game just these weird messy like it's it it's one thing if you just like don't like getting attacked but yeah no don't filibuster about it and we we're, we do basically reserve the right to be like okay well we're gonna move this along then um right and time to talk about that later um, um and but yeah and if that if if anybody hears that and that kind of turns them off um we like we're not looking to be a strict chess rule like timer people right no um, it won't be like that i just want people to know that we're that as moderators we're not going to just like like if it feels like players are slowing the game down needlessly 
we are not going to just sit there and take that. Right. Like, like right. We, we will kind of hopefully move the games yeah. along. In in general, in our games, even like when I'm not strictly moderating, but I am kind of doing the like umpire thing, you know, of like, let's kind of move the game along. The, the thing I typically tend to do is just, I say, like I remind the person over and over that it's their turn. Once every, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. Right. I, I'm not right. trying to be pushy about it. I'm just like, okay, Hunter, it's your turn. Hunter, do you know what you're going to do? And wait a right. little bit, let you think some more. Right. And then, okay, Hunter, do you, do you have anything in mind? Are you ready to go ahead and do that? And that, like, it's just so that I think it's really easy. As a person who suffers from analysis paralysis, I appreciate those reminders myself when someone else right. is like, okay, Matt, it's time to, like, because it's really easy to lose track of how much time you've been thinking about something. Mm-hmm. And so to have someone reminding you every about 30 seconds, you go, oh, oh, gosh, okay, 30 seconds is pat. I, I really got to, like, do something. Um, so I hope that other people don't get offended or mad by those kind of insistences of, like, okay, it is your turn to act. It's not a, it's not trying to bug you. It's trying to, like, recognize that, Sometimes you lose track of that time, and it's just to let you know that it's your turn, and then things need to get moved along a little bit, um, and and to, you know, not hold out for too long. So hopefully we can yeah. find a nice little equal balance. I think there will certainly be some people that get annoyed by that, justifiably so, just because it's like, hey, I want to take time to think because I really care about this tournament. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna have to find a little happy medium in there. I mean, I think my if I can just kind of like say my goal without necessarily like i i think a lot of the stuff we're talking about is not set in stone no um, absolutely and not. is is us like trying to figure stuff out but i think essentially my goal um for the tournament games is for the action phases to be full of lots of action yeah um and the status phase to maybe go a little slower like maybe like, yeah I, I i kind of like the idea of people saving a lot of negotiation time for the status phase where they can just kind of look and plan. And and if they see a conversation, that's probably going to have to happen. If they just go ahead and have that in the status phase, I think that just makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I just, I want to, I want to ask if, how people feel about being a little proactive with stuff like that in each status phase. Yeah. Um, Just because once you get to the action phase, you know, everyone's trying to, to you know make make their moves and do right uh, like There's i just, just so I would, much going I would hate on. the idea of 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 people um feeling like they just kind of got like not stalled out like in the way that we talk about in, no. in twilight imperium but like i just feel like this game has been a war of attrition yep. and like now i just feel kind of disconnected with it i want the i want the action phases to be as snappy as a twilight imperium action phase can be right i agree uh, the last Which thing is not very snappy. No, not especially <laughs> snappy. It's not like we're trying to turn this into a three-hour-long game. We won't be pushing. No, it, you that, that will hard. not happen, and we would not even try. Yeah. Uh, the only other note too on like kind of Hunter said it like strict trust, like being how strict we're going to be. I will say the one thing we are probably going to be very strict about. We started to hint at this neck last week, and the more we were talking on the Discord and stuff, I think we're going to be fairly strict about things like if you place the command counter, like. That's it. People react to timings of activating a system and we have to consider that in a in a, you know, in a tournament right. setting as opposed to just a friendly neighborhood game. This is a different setting right. and so like the 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 through line is going to have to be don't set that command counter down until you're ready to deal with the consequences of setting that command counter down. Um, right right so i i do think we're going to be pretty strict about that there's not going to be takesy backsies we're not playing single mulligan rule you know there's not going to be any of that stuff like what you play is what you play if you play an action card on someone and you announce that person as the target of your action card and then they try to convince you not to like you should have approached that conversation differently you should have said right okay i'm about to play this action card on you unless you can convince me not to otherwise i'm going through with it and that's not to say every single activation or every single timing window should be a negotiation because sometimes like it is just like no i'm playing the action card on you and there's nothing you can say um right but if there's if you know ahead of time that there's some wiggle room then you need to address that wiggle room before you actually lay it down um because the the alternative is you didn't realize neuroglave was active you didn't realize the pds were there and that's not the same that's you making a mistake and you should be punished for it in a tournament setting right so right. we're we're, we're going to stick to our guns on that. 
right uh there there will be misplay in the tournament oh uh, absolutely it is not yeah i we don't want it to be super forgiving people are going to mess up and that i think that's part of it and that's an important part of it yeah an important part of i mean that in ti3 especially i always told people that is part of the game is like there are a bajillion specific rules you will not remember all of them and like right once or twice a game a rule will complete completely screw you over in a way that you feel like mm-hmm. ruined your t- and like that's what you're playing against you're playing against other players but you're also playing against the rules themselves because they'll they'll get you and uh, I think we're going to kind of implement that philosophy a little bit when we get into into this tournament. I especially with activation, I feel like it's very important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, activation, yeah. movement, depending on what shit, like we will do things like, okay, what are you moving in? Okay, have you find like, is this your final answer sort of thing? Okay, this is what's moving right. now is PDS fire. Like there, it, we right. have to have those sorts of, that's what we're talking about with like moving the timing windows along is like, okay, the movement is officially over. PDS may now fire as opposed to like, I'm firing my PDS. Okay, well, he didn't decide if he was doing his fighters yet. And now it's like a weird exactly. angle shooty exactly. thing. It, like it gets really confusing in that stuff. So having a moderator to be like, X is done. Y starts now. Hopefully makes things go faster. I mean that certainly at the Gen Con tournament, seeing Blarknob do essentially what we're talking about, like his games ran lightning fast. You know, he was done in right, four and a half right. hours. Like it, it was super fast. If everyone gets into that groove of just like, nope, just listen to the moderator and let him tell you when the timing is up because he's not gonna miss a timing. You know what I mean? You can, right, you can, right. you can depend on us just as much as you can feel like we're. I don't know, lording over the game. Like we, we, we hopefully feel more like an asset to the game than we do a judge of the game. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Whew. Well, what now? That's yeah, I, that I, was, that was, that was a we, conversation we spoke that really fast. Yeah. Um, but I want to hear more. I, uh, again, Hunter and I are not experts at tabletop simulator. A lot of you have played way more games on tabletop simulator than we have. I know there's plenty of people that have like 30 games of tabletop simulator under their belt or more. Um, so we mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Please let us know other things that come up in your games, other etiquette things, uh, other advice on using the system itself, just all, all sorts of stuff. I think we want to keep this conversation going because we want to give people as many tools as possible going into this tournament as we can. And some feedback and too feedback on what we sure. have said. Like, you know, if like if if you feel like we're crazy for not wanting there to be whisper chat, yeah, uh, yeah, let us know. But tell us why. Yeah. Like, you're gonna have, you know, like tell us why you think that what you feel, uh, so that we can kind of like, you know, I mean, the nature of our show has always been uh, listening to you guys and like adjusting to what you're saying. Definitely, and, and, you we know, are not. But it has to be a good argument. We yeah. don't, you know, obviously we don't just lay over, but. But we're not yeah. taking a hard stance on this whisper chat thing. Yeah. We'll we'll see where right. it goes. Right. I mean, I I really lean against it, but I sure. you could talk me into it. Absolutely. I'm a very I'm very, you know, I'm flimsy, you know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a baby for this stuff. And I've got cardboard in my diapy. Well, Hunter, do you want to take that cardboard in your diapy and do some errata? Change me. Change yeah. it. Let's go change you. Change I'm gonna me let with, me go change errata. your diapy and then we'll come back and we'll do some errata. All right. Uh, Dipey <laughs> has been changed. I feel good because now my diapy's changed. And there's no, um, no more cardboard, no more rough paper rubbing all against your nethers. Yeah, no more no more plastic or anything either. Yeah. Um, no more flagships. Uh, uh, this errata so, is about last week's episode of Tech yeah. Skips, right? We're, t- we're talking yeah, all about Tech yeah. Skips. Uh, our first errata is from Pink. Wow, Pink. Pink. The, the, the color. <laughs> Um, no, Pop yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's pink the color. Pink the color hit us up. Pink, why, why, why am I not in Twilight Imperium? Uh, no, uh, why did you not talk about the best tech skip in the game, the L1Z1X inheritance systems? I feel like a lot of what you guys talked about is thrown out of the window if the L1Z1X gets it. You answered um, your own question. Yeah, is the end result there. We've talked about inheritance systems. Uh, I wanted to include this errata because I just wanted to like advise people that if you wanted to hear more about inheritance systems, go listen to the L1Z1X guide. Yeah, uh, because that's a way more. I, that's in a depth. hill that I died on. That's a too, hill that he so. died on and regretted. But um, right. 
Uh, I yeah. don't regret it. No, I just feel like it's it's. I just feel like it's. Uh, I don't know. Every time this point comes up, I'm like, I, I just feel like my point wasn't. It's a nuanced point. Sure, it is. But oh, we more got one so, from Blartnob. Uh, well, we got one from. Let Blartnob. me let me finish this point though. Is that inheritance systems? At the very least, we did kind of drive home the point of if you get a yellow tech skip, inheritance systems is a better tech to get. Oh, for sure. To get to it. But beyond that, yeah, like I can't account for inheritance systems in tech skips because that's an, an infinite equation. I mean, or at least it is every single tech in the game has to be considered. So, whatever. I mean, I think at this point, inheritance systems has been such a controversial tech that it might warrant its own episode in the future. I mean, maybe, yeah. Well, that, that could like be a thing. Like an L1 to... sequel guide yeah. where we just talk about inheritance systems. Right, right. Yeah, give me that block knob one, Hunter. Yeah, so the block knob one. Um, I don't remember. Did you talk about how good yellow tech skip is when you have zero yellow tech? There are three unit upgrades that require just one yellow, and they are great. Dread 2, Cruiser 2, PDS 2. Also Warsun. He didn't mention Warsun, but it's because he's talking about good tech, and Warsun isn't right. necessarily that. But yeah, I feel like we like offhand mentioned this in the case of Warsuns and Dread 2, but we didn't like point. Yeah, that's a good point to, to mention is four upgrades require one yellow and then a bunch of other stuff. So you could be going down completely different tech paths, and as long as you get that one yellow tech skip, your upgrade options widen up by like half of them, half of the unit upgrades you can get with a yellow skip yeah we definitely did not make that point uh so like yellow tech skips are even better even than better we even said yeah. in the episode and we said they're the best and we already <laughs> loved them yeah. yeah we already loved it and we were we didn't even know how right we were yeah uh barney Lowe said i played a game as extra recently and somehow wrangled control of both red tech skips the temptation was just too much for me to resist and i used them in two consecutive rounds to get assault cannon and war sons it was an absolutely terrible decision. Uh, the rest, ah. the rest of Barney Lowe's post, which I, it's it's a little bit longer, so I didn't reiterate all of it, but it was kind of detailing like all the reasons it was bad. But it really just comes down to like some really expensive war sons and assault cannon do not make up for two lost command counters, like two two command counters, and the options those grant you are actually better than than the war sons, typically yeah. speaking. Uh, I mean, yeah. this is as extra. This is in whatever game they were in. Conditions, conditions, conditions. But I think I generally agree with this, especially like after the Yin game I had today. I think I won that Yin game because I like was going ham on getting uh, command counters. Just like get as many as I was spending way more money on using the influence of planets and wasting money than I was spending money on units. But it, I still won because activating stuff is good is a good thing and it wins you games it's important to do that it's important to do that and i just don't think yeah no red tech something is something as much i realized that recently it's important to activate stuff um fast jack 98 uh who's 20 years old this year <laughs> uh <laughs> that's something i know about fast jack is you're you're, you're 20, 20. <laughs> Uh, by giving red skip planets more resources, the game is trying to balance out the opportunity cost of burning that planet to skip a poor tech as opposed to better tech in other colors. The opportunity cost in those other tech is losing out a good tech. I'm curious if you agree with this, Hunter. Uh, the, the idea being that like the designers were aware that Majin is a trash tech and that you will want to skip it, and so they made the red tech skip planets better do you think that was a a cognizant choice or do you think no. that's a happenstance thing i don't think so yeah i i, I don't think that that i i think they with majin i think it is like that's our opinion about the tech not being good yeah but i think when they were designing it they were just looking for other things that that the tech could do and they came up with that yeah. and it just ended up being the weakest idea yeah but it's not like i don't know when we talk about Majin, and, yeah there's a difference between Majin being like a horrible idea and it being like the weakest tech in yeah. the tree right does that make sense? Like graviton is a weak tech in the tree but it's a great idea because it works sometimes Right. Majin right. doesn't have a a like intentional usage. It is just a weird thing that sometimes maybe you can take advantage of defensively. So 
I guess what I'm saying is that I I I don't think that this was the logic that that uh, Dane uh, and company used. Yeah. Uh, in designing the tech skips, it I, is the end I, result. Right. It is. Yeah. It is. It's like it's weird. It's true, but I don't. But the perspective I don't think is like what they actually took. I think honestly, like, I think they just kind of like like we're kind of forced into making that choice. Yeah. I don't know. Like, or, or like maybe the logic was like, people are going to want to skip to war sun. So red skips should be the most valuable. Right. I would love to learn cost. more about the choices of what planets they gave, what traits. Right. Um, and if there was a lot of specific choices there, or if it was, kind of, I just wonder how like random it was versus like, no, 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 no. Like, was it all lore decisions? You know, did, did Christian T. Peterson know a history about Mehar Zul that the rest of us aren't that in on? And he decided to make Mehar Zul a hazardous planet or was it, I, I'm just really, I wonder where all the choices for those things came from. Cause well, you know, all the, it's all stayed consistent from, version to version right like the, the, the resource values. influence values yeah yeah they have so there's, like, there's been like two changes from ti3 to ti4 but very m- minimal well i mean i guess then what i'm saying is that uh so skips weren't even a new thing so like this this choice wasn't even made when the tech system worked so the way that it the, did. I mean, um, the skips were the biggest change from TI3 to TI4. There were way more tech skips well, in TI3. So, I don't I don't know about well, that. Well, but there's more planets in general. Did the did, I thought that the tech skips that vanilla TI3 and vanilla TI4 have the same no, amount no, of tech skips. Definitely but not. Tech skips do different things. Oh, that's no, not true. There's, there were more in vanilla TI3. There were definitely okay. more. Uh because the because the old TI, the old tech skips were just a resource reduction. Um, and so there were way more of them because they wanted to make that resource reduction. They wanted you to feel that reduction. Um, well, you know what? Uh, then then here's the thing. What planets should have had the red skips right. instead of the ones that do? That's an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah, that's maybe the actual thing is what if they just didn't have to like that they they didn't have two planets that they ended up right. landing on besides those two. That made sense. So I'd love I to look. I, I, I'm actually as nerdy as it is. I would love to look at all of that and, and kind of do a breakdown of like the major planet changes from TI three to TI four, just to see kind of mm. where the logic was. I, I think there's oh, that's, that's some a fun info <laughs> with no, with no str- real strategic, uh, you know, depth to it, but it's just like, yeah, that an would just analysis of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hunter, oh, let's yeah. let's let's get out of here. I'm gonna do a quick rundown, and then do you want to give me a play of the week? I think that's yeah. A, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod. You can get us on Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles. On both of those platforms, we'll post announcements. Uh, when we host streams, we post those on there, and any game updates that we have. You can also ask us questions on Facebook or Twitter, really uh, anywhere. Uh, Reddit Twilight Imperium uh, is where we post each week's episodes, and we engage in discussion there, as well as our Board Game Geek Guild. Uh, you can also discuss things with us on our Discord. Uh, and you can get our Patreon benefits on Discord. Uh, speaking of, join our Patreon. If you join before October 31st, you will be entered into our Patreon tournament, uh, and after October 31st, we will send out those invites for all of the October month people. Uh, that will be then collect. We've already sent one out for September. We'll then send one out for October. After we get all of the submissions, we will then schedule the tournament once we know exactly how many people are participating. So if you uh, haven't subscribe to the patreon yet because you thought you missed the window you have not missed the window yet uh october 31st is the last day as long as you sign up for the patreon before october 31st and we see your payment of one dollar go through you're in the tournament uh also you can email us at spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com and you can submit this Imperium Life's or plays of the week and those are stories of in-game moments. Uh, This Imperium Life is a full episode we do every now and then. Uh, The next one we're going to do, we're going to try to keep it on a really specific theme. Did we say what that theme was last time? I feel like we we came up with an idea. I don't remember. I'm going to have to find out what we said. We were very interested in it at the time. Um, And finally... Didn't we want want salty stories? We did. We want salty stories. Yeah. Yeah, give us your best salty stories so that we can start collecting stuff for this Imperium life and finally rate us on itunes and apple podcasts and any other uh app of choice uh to improve our visibility and improve ti's invisibility invisibility oh. visibility whoopsie doodle Vi- yeah 
No, improve our invisibility. Improve our invisibility. We want to be less. We want to do stealthy maneuvers. Yeah, we want to be less seen. Yeah. Yeah. We're really turned off by the amount of people listening to the show. <laughs> um, hi there. Uh, I do comedy, Portland. You know what I'm talking about. Portland, Oregon. You know what it is. Uh, Portland, Maine, actually. I've relocated. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, October 17th. Uh, my sketch group, The Love Boys, are having our uh, final show for the moment as uh, my uh, cohort, my stand-up comedy cohort, and probably my favorite comedian uh, in Portland, Milan Patel, is lo- uh, leaving for sunny Los Angeles. Uh, so we are doing a going-away show for him on October 17th at the Kickstand Comedy Theater. Uh, that starts at 7.30 p.m. Uh, it is going to be an amazing show we've been like writing the sketches and stuff and i think it's going to be like our best show by quite a lot um the lineup is completely uh insane mostly because everybody loves milan so uh you're going if you come to that show you're going to get to see in my opinion all of the best comedians in portland oregon kind of get their hand on the ball um also just kind of side note uh we did comedy bender today um, and that will have been like two days by the time you listen to this. And it was packed out legit awesome. Um, and that show happens every second Saturday at the lamp uh, at noon. It's like a brunch show. And if you're sleeping on that show and you, you live in Portland and you listen to the show and you haven't come out, I implore you to come out because it has been just really off the chain. Like the like today was maybe the best show we've ever done. Um, so, and thank, thank you to the people that have, uh, come out to the show and supported that show. That one's actually kind of got like, I would say a little bit of a space cats overlap with it. Yeah. I think it's because it's a brunch thing. So people are like, Oh, like I'll, I'll come out yeah. at noon. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I'm good. Uh, I'm going to thank some Patreoners, some patrons. I first want to thank our space kitties, Jim Bob, Jada Paik and Dustin Doom. And I also want to thank Michelle Maynard. Tyler Welch and Wagnius. Thank you for contributing to our Patreon. Yeah, thank you. Oh, also, I wanted to mention before uh, we do the play of the week, um, we uh, uh, those of you that are Good Yen Brotherhooders, Good Good Yen Brotherhoodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, and I'm kind of springing this on Matt. Um, I want to try and do uh, that a Good Yen Brotherhood game uh, next month. Uh, yeah. So. We will be hitting you up kind of one on one as we go, just because I we're gonna need to know like everybody's schedules and right, stuff. Right, right. Uh, but those of you in the Good Yid Brotherhood, and like, hey, why haven't heard my thing yet? Uh, I think we are shooting for uh, next month for that first game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, hop on the Discord. We'll start getting no- notices out. We'll message you on Patreon. We'll we'll try to get everyone's schedule together, and we'll find a date. Um, all right, so for the play of the week, uh, this one is from Thomas Bush. Thank you, Thomas Bush. <clears throat> a hush went over the assembled throng as Captain Jen Santiago Erickson strode out in front of the newly assembled Galactic Council for the first time. Ladies, gentlemen, and uh, he looked around the table, and uh, plants, haha. <laughs> As speaker, I bid you welcome to this, our inaugural session of the Galactic Council. While our histories are checkered with the glories of war, I hope we can put aside our differences in order to bring a magnificent peace to the galaxy. A bead of sweat trickled down his neck. Despite his beaming smile, there was a certain tension in the air. As the Federation's foremost diplomat, He was used to high-stress situations, but glares from the Jolnar delegation in particular were making him a little uncomfortable. The assembled guard of elite Spec Ops warriors and sniveling Winu custodians shuffled behind him, and while he was glad to have the protection of their blasters, he couldn't help but look at the claws of the Hakanian sitting opposite him, let alone the giant insect to his right. Erickson shook himself slightly. The Federation had boldly laid their claim to Mechatol Rex, and he had magnanimously invited their former opponents to lay down arms and create real political change. The regular orbital drops of Jords, of Yords? Of Yords, finest, were just a security precaution. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> as democracy settled itself in the galaxy. He tried to put 
recent warnings from Starpoint that the Federation had overstretched itself in its pursuit of galactic control. He knew that they were in a good position defensively should any conflicts break out. In fact, his deputy, Lee Wei Adebowale, what a, I'm messed it up. I'm a bad, bad boy, had just this morning passed on a report on the well-maintained shields and fleets of emergency repair bots about to be rolled out of to the armada emergency repair like you're what that's like you're like making stuff up <laughs> there was nothing to worry about he flicked on the monitor in front of him today marks a historic day for we shall put forward the first democratic legislation of the new era now if you'll all please reach for your voting interfaces the first order of the day shall be uh <clears throat> he looked down a wave of sickness came over him. Public, he stuttered. Execution? He looked up. There was no mistaking the look on the lion's face. Fellow council members, said High Priest Thaddeus Yin with a smirk. As the new speaker, I bid you welcome to this, our second session on the Galactic Council. That was theater. You know, <laughs> I really theater. got to flex my theater muscles on that, you know, which is good. I really felt dialed into my character. Yeah. And uh, uh, Matt, I think you did a great uh, yin. Thank you, know? you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank my uh, one, mom one and note. God. One, uh, no, I've, I've got some notes. <laughs> okay. uh, one note. Uh, could could have done it better. That's my note. Could have done it better. I'm just could've glad been better. the last two thematic um uh, plays of the week I've done, I noticed I, I really very quickly tapped into some sort of like high commander southern-ish accent. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm glad I avoided that this time. It felt, it felt like the right choice and I was glad to make it. I think we both have that in common that we kind of rest on that southern thing yeah. whenever we need to. Yeah, I agree with that. All well, right. well, anyways, been, I'm going to see you later. Wine. Thanks for yeah, checking us out. <laughs> This has been Whiny Boy Diaper People. Um, <laughs> keep your diapers clean. No problem fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>